The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. What up, gangsters? My name is Inigo Montoya. Movies that you get Shawshank by. Come on, do it, kill me. I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. And on your 50th viewing, Shawshank. This movie is everything. Shawshank. Kiss masks, Lee Trevino, Shawshank. One on a black man named Chump, Shawshank. And here we are, Shawshank 2019 and Shawshank, the podcast from the Boston Podcasting Network. Pod 617 is back with another episode, and here we go. We're going to start the year off just right. Uh, I'm your host, Uncle Buck, but let's go ahead and start by introducing our cast of characters. To my right, Nicholas Stevens. In time, you will learn what it's like to lose. Nice, very nice. Uh, Matty Blake. Murdoch, I'm coming to get you for the fifth time. Oh, my. Ah, right. oh, nice tease. Georgie Kip. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. All right. All right. I don't know what it was. Jesus. Actually, that's, that's well, not the word. At least, at least it was actually a rebel. line from a movie. Rebel. I rebel. That, that was ultimately cut from the movie. That was from Rogue One, Maddie. Oh, okay. Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, because that's part perfect. of Pitch Perfect. You're just egging him on. Please. Man, I'm gone. Please. That's scary, because I was going to say a Rebel Wilson joke, and I was like, but well, that sounds too stupid. Nobody, Maddie goes, Rebel Wilson? Oh, I went, yeah. Ah, there you go. Stupider the better. There you had it. Uh, well, folks, for our first episode of 2019, we are going to tell you what we are looking forward to in 2019. But real quick, guys... Thank you, Maddie. Yeah. Let's um, crack into it. Uh, is there anything oh, we God, missed? I hate all of us so much sometimes. It's McIntyre. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> is there anything we didn't crack into in Let's it's open 2018 up a... that you guys remember that maybe we should have been Shawshanked by and mentioned to our, our listeners? Because uh, you, know, you know what? Most podcasts and pop cultural institutions, they do their best of in the year that they watched it. <laughs> Only Shawshank here at Pod 617. We talk about our favorite stuff from last year, the next year. That's what all the cool kids are doing these days, right. guys, That's right? That's we roll. Well, I think it's fair when you look at the year ahead, you look at the year in review. Sure, okay. So what mm-hmm. did we miss, though? Because certainly you can go back in the archives and listen to our episodes and find a lot of great things that we were Shawshanked by. But what had what did we miss, Maddie? Anything that we can think of? Uh, I got a few things. Okay. Um, the things that I guess my favorite things of 2018, which I don't think we addressed, uh, maybe in passing. I think in passing I did mention the first one, which is the Americans, the yep. TV show, which Great did, show. which as you listen to this, Globes, it won a lot of Golden Globes, and I just think it was one of the greatest series I've ever seen on television. One of the best finales. I really, oh. I, such a satisfying finale for oh, me. Oh my God, the train, and I, it's just exquisite. It's so well crafted. It's the just prolonged tension Mm -hmm. but they didn't rely on any cheap tricks some episodes were just a long slow burn but unlike you know there's a lot of slow burns that Vince Gilligan does and I love him I'm not criticizing him but a lot of those slow burn episodes with Vince Gilligan leave you kind of going like that was a lot of time to get to the fact that he built the staircase or whatever it is the Americans for me at least was never like that the slow burns were you were just racked with tension the whole time and for only one thing to move in the plot, but because it's so well set up, those, you know, whether she's going to get handed the piece of microfilm or something right. might last most of the episode, but you are just on the edge of your seat. It was exquisite. The acting was without parallel. It's the it's the best. It might be the best series I've ever seen, and I, I mean it. I mean it's it's up in my top five. Wow, all wow. time, wow. Def- by De- far. Definitely loved it. I don't know if I put it in top five, but yeah, definitely, absolutely. I want to walk it. that one back there, buddy. I can't Top five? Yeah. I mean, wow. it's up there with... I mean, who am like, I to challenge him on that, considering was, I've never seen... Oh, well, I saw the first half of the first season, which I loved, but then I had kids. I was utterly devastated. I remember, you know, uh, what was the the, um, the cop thing with Vic? Uh, uh, Turner and Hooch. Yes. Oh, no, you're thinking of Shield? The Shield. Yeah. yeah. The Shield left me devastated. We're staying with me for weeks and weeks. The finale of The Americans left me devastated. I right. was emotionally affected. Yeah. And, and yeah. That doesn't happen a lot. No, I totally agree. And they also and I, d- seemed like they, they ran its course in a nice uh, thing. They didn't go too long. They didn't go a season too long like some of these shows tend to do. Correct. At least a season too long. 
Right. A lot of yeah, times no, these shows times will like stretch and yeah. stretch and then they do that whole thing which is annoying like the maxi season where they split up the ep- the seasons like six episodes now, eight episodes I next year like the a way season. Bre- Breaking Bad finished up. Yeah, Breaking Bad finale. got that precedent and started um, the wrong way exactly. Yeah, and then I uh, but I was rewatching Sopranos recently that they've been replaying on HBO. God, it's just that talk about deserving another watch. It was so good. The first I two had just heard are, someone talk about that uh, earlier today. But no joke. First two no. seasons are so look at Maddie's making the face. First two seasons are amazing. It starts to get in love with its own Georgie Kip farts uh, after that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd like to just take a quick moment yeah, to let yeah, everyone know. Yeah. Um, it smells like a dead body in, in yeah. the studio we're recording in right now. <laughs> now, you wouldn't know this because you're listening to this at your leisure, dear listener, and thank you once again for tuning in to Shawshanked on the Pod 617 Network. However, our podcast started legitimately 20 minutes late tonight because George Kippenhan opened up a 27-foot brown zipper in his butthole uh, and released a smell that I can only describe as every fifth floor of every hospital ever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was I, I the worst like fart room. I felt like I just opened the ark. Marianne, don't look at it. Shut your eyes, Marianne. Don't look at it no matter what happens. Wait, no, it was the Maddie, large Maddie, marge your, of uh, farts. <laughs> Maddie, how did it, it sound? It was, was the, the worst fart I ever This smelled. is how long it lasted. <laughs> like the longest door creak. It's like a car taking off into the distance, except that car left your ass. Yes. Maddie and I were just looking at each other like, what? What? We what? could have done the movie well, yeah. review in the time oh that the fart God. lasted. That could have been its own podcast. Me. And uh, that was something in 2019 Shawshank was not looking That's forward right. to. Uh, yeah, Nick, me. anything from 2018? Uh, yeah, a couple. I mean, I mentioned all these things at one point. Uh, Killing Eve was a show that I loved to pieces. Sandra O oh won a Golden Globe for it last night. That show was fantastic. Eight episodes. I promise you guys, we'll probably get through it in three sittings. Two, if you have a, a, a lazy weekend or the kids aren't around. We all love Cobra Kai. Yes. Yes. Uh, Homecoming was the sneaky surprise Shawshanking of 2018 binge golden episode television golden era of TV. I think it is so stylistic. I love the show to pieces. It, it's it's atmospheric, clever. It is the first true translation of narrative podcast to television that's been a success. Great to see Julia Roberts. I love Bobby Cannavale. I also didn't know this when I was watching it with my brother who watched it with me a second time through. He liked it so much. All the music in the series... I said at one point when we were watching an episode, I said, this sounds like Bernard Herrmann's music. Like This sounds like music from a Hitchcock movie. And he says, oh, that's because it is. They use all oh music from other, they're using all classical music, wow. all stuff you've heard in other TV shows and movies before. Wow. So when you watch something, you're like, oh, that feels as though it is the atmosphere or reminds me of blank. That's the music that they're using to specifically set that tone and scene, which I thought was genius. Oh, wow. I love it's it. a hell of a set they built, too. Yeah. Uh, Infinity War, we talked about. Uh, music wise, I didn't get into enough new stuff, and here I am working at a rock station. Crazy enough, my favorite album of the year was the Black Panther soundtrack. And here's why. Because not only did I enjoy the movie, but when that movie came out, there was a time, you know, we talk about music always reminding you of a time and place. And I had just gone down to New York for a week to work on this TV show I was doing, and I was feeling particularly good, and I remember going out and seeing that movie with my brother one night, and then staying for the credits because I liked the music so much, and then listening to the soundtrack a month later on vacation after I'd finished this show, and it just reminded me of a particularly good time in my life, and also it's fantastic. Right. And it's got Kendrick Lamar and Maddie's favorite, The Weeknd, as you like to call him. The Weeknd. It's a great, it's a freaking great, it's a great, great, like, it had been the first movie soundtrack in a a long time that I had glommed onto, and I particularly dug it, so... uh, those are a couple of me old faves from 2018. Maddie, you got something Maddie, else you want to buddy? I neglected my other two because we oh, get into sorry, the Americans. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, Springsteen on Broadway, which I saw in person in 2018, completely moved, utterly devastated again, but music, and now it's on Netflix. You're just like a pile of matches, aren't you? You just crumble it every I do, you know? I do. Oh. Well, these things, only these things. And then this wasn't my favorite film of the year, but I was thinking about what we we're going to talk about tonight in 2018. Right. And I saw it later in the year, and granted, that might have something to do with it. But it has stayed with me like no other film. And it's not even, again, my favorite film. I think the ending had problems. But anytime uh, a movie stays with me this long. Mm-hmm. Oh, Baps? Dumbo. <laughs> the new. No, no. Tim um, Burton's Dumbo. Uh, first Reformed with Ethan Hawke. And he plays uh, this minister. The Paul Schrader movie? That's yeah, still. It, yeah, it, you were telling me in LA that that was creeping you it's out. It's a gut punch in so many ways. And I just keep thinking about it. So I had to put that on the list because that that Shawshank me big time. I've actually watched it. I, I went back and watched it 
which never happens. So, yeah, if you have a chance, check out First Reformed. It's not an easy watch. <laughs> Be ready for it. And by the way, BAP's uh, 1997 comedy, uh, Waitresses at a Georgia Restaurant, Nisi, played by Halle Berry, and Mickey, played by <laughs> Natalie Dessel, decide to fly to Los Angeles for a music video audition in order to raise money for their dream project, a business that combines soul food dining with a hair food, uh, with a hair salon. I'm still devastated by that film. Joe C. In the <laughs> Martin Landau was in that yeah, movie. Was. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, for me, it would just be, uh, before we go to Kip, um, End of the Fucking World on Netflix. Still, Why have I not watched that go show? Watch you that. have told me so many times. Really, really good. Show. Kip, what do you got? Uh, my favorite movie of the year, not uh, not a superhero movie or The Avengers, which everyone loved, was uh, Christopher Robin from uh, from Disney. It was, it, I know. What a great family film. You're, Did you see that at Neverland Ranch? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? And, all right, fine. Uh, but Christopher Robin, it's amazing. Uh, it smells like Christopher Robin in here. <laughs> uh, the new Beastie Boys book, which came out last year. Nice. Uh, 600 pages of, if you're How a Beastie Boys fan. How far into that are you so far? I've read the whole thing. You did already? I, I ate that up like it was a Beastie fart. book, all right. Uh, and what uh, will be played at funerals going forward uh, from now on, from Mary Poppins Returns. The place where lost things go. It's the most devastating song you'll ever listen to. But I love sad songs. So really, I can't like sad songs. They say so much. They, they do. do. It, it, no, I don't shaking their head at me like Nick did. You Nick have? at your mom's funeral, hmm? you had Kevin. Kerr, yeah, you no, had, I had no. You, we, you had we, Kevin Kern <laughs> sing on Eagles Wings, and it was one of the most beautiful songs right. I've ever heard. Right. A rendition. It was. But then we did Traveling Wilburys, and that yes, lifted everyone's spirit. But so, this was amazing. So what funerals are we looking forward to in 2019? Uh, well, <laughs> obviously not uh, the funerals of Captain. <laughs> And Mean Gene Okerlund. Boy, 2019 oh, pop culturally. Yeah. yeah, what have Quick. I shot? What was I Shawshank by? The January 3rd reckoning of three of my favorite people. <laughs> Holy God. Wow. Captain Gene Okerlund. And who's the third one who passed? Super Dave. Jeez, oh, Bob Eisenhorn. Yeah. R.I.P. Can we dedicate this episode? Can we dedicate this episode to Bob Einstein, you guys? I mean, with Super Dave. P.S. Your cousins are not the best guy ever. <laughs> Want to hear a joke? Kids, kids walking down the hallway oh, of his God. house. They're screaming in his parents' bedroom. Opens the door, there's his father dressed only in shafts. Mother's dressed in a cheerleading outfit with nothing on, and they're going at it. He says, Daddy, what's going on? He says, Joe, just go to bed, sweetie. I'll tuck you in in 20 minutes. 20 minutes later, his father's walking down the hall. He's screaming in his kid's bedroom. He opens the door. The kid's having sex with his grandmother. He said, Billy, what the hell are you doing? Said it's not so funny when it's your mother, is it? He was amazing. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and, and start talking about 2019 and what we are looking forward to being Shawshanked by. Uh, do we just want to go around the room, or how do we want to just yeah, one at a yeah, time? Yeah, toss one, one around each, or two. One yeah. each with a three each? Yeah. 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 Right. Three each. All right, so uh, why don't we start, uh, Nick, why don't you, you want to lead us off? Okay. Uh, my first one I'm going to do, it's a show that I got into last year, so technically it did Shawshank me in 2018, but the first season came out in 2017. I have no idea how I stumbled across this show. I think I was looking for a different show called You're the Worst, uh, oh. not We're the Worst, oh, okay. that we do, uh, which is on FX. And one night, doodling around, I stumbled across this show called I'm Sorry, which is on True TV. I told you about this show a few weeks back, dude. Love her. I have just blown through this show. It is so fun because it combines two of my favorite things. Uh, taking a satirical look at parenting and uh, foul-mouthed, it's always sunny in Philadelphia style, sort of surrealistic, real-life comedy. Right. And that's exactly how the reviews describe it. This girl, Andrea Savage, is a com uh, comedy writer, comedian, Cute. actress, Cute. super attractive, Plays a comedy writer living in L.A. She's married to Tom Everett Scott from That Thing You Do, who's great, wry, dry, understated. Her best friend, her comedy writing partner, is Jason Manzukis, who is so funny on The League. Super funny guy. And all the episodes are hyper-realistic, but at the same time, couched in a reality you can relate to. The second episode of season one involves all these parents at a birthday party in L.A. outside by a bouncy castle, talking about the fact that one of the moms is a former porn star and they don't know how they feel about their kids hanging out with a mom who's a former porn star. <laughs> and if we were in that situation, of course that's exactly what I'll talk. Now the dialogue is not relatable because it's all 
engineered to be funny. But at the same time, I feel like all of us would try and be funny. So while people have had criticisms of the show saying like, it, it seems like it's trying a little too hard. It's got some awkward setups. It's always going for a laugh. I kind of feel like in this room where all of us always racing to get to a punchline would get there. What's it called again? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And season two premieres January 9th on True TV, and I cannot wait to watch it. So uh, it's it's easy to watch. You can get all the episodes on True TV. Uh, or if your radio show producer cracked your fire stick, you can just watch them there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <clears throat> on a selfish level, Nick, I'm so gratified when I watch that show. I've only seen two episodes and the trailer. Um, oh, you've watched a little oh, bit yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's we, fun, we, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't it super easy? Like, But like, I'm, I'm gratified because you've got like, you know... The sharp look. If you get a show on television, you're you're cream of the crop in terms of being able to sell an idea at least. Right. And I always worry about our show. I'll be honest. Like, are we too going for the joke or not? like these? Like, you think we're bad going? Oh my god! Stuff or she is the filthiest those. thing they in the die world. For it. It's if you're thinking it, they're yeah. gonna say it. And there's this old comedy axiom that I'm sick of. Like, if you think of it, don't say it because it's already been thought of a million times. Like, yeah, but if it's funny and well timed, even if we've heard it before, it's still fucking funny. There's an episode where she like does it like what a lot of us had to do. She had to do work from home. She let her kid watch a movie. So she. She let her five-year-old, which I can obviously relate to a hell of a lot right now, she let her five-year-old watch The Sound of Music. And then they got into a conversation where someone was like, what's the bad guy in the movie? Like, well, you let your daughter watch a movie about Nazis. The daughter <laughs> overhears it. She has to have a conversation with her about the fact that Nazis were the bad guys in the movie and Hitler was the worst. So now for the rest of the show, the girl thinks instead of monsters in her closet or under her bed, she keeps coming out and saying there are Nazis in, under my bed and Hitler's in my closet. It's fucking great. Right? I love it. I love it. It's great. All right, what's your next one, Nick? Uh, next one's going to be... Or should we... Yeah, switch, switch out. Switch out. Okay, yeah, so roll, around. roll around. All right, Kip, you got one for Kip, us? Kip, you go, buddy. Uh, sure. Uh, question for Maddie and Nick. You have to name the greatest actor of Generation X. Who is it? Not name Maddie Blake. What's Generation X? Generation X. Us. Our age. A buck, too. I mean, you're, you're a smart Johnny man. Depp. Who? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Just to throw a name out there. I mean, just to throw names out there. I would say Joaquin Phoenix. It's it's Christian Bale or Daniel Day Lewis. See, I have Maul, I have DiCaprio on here too. The most interesting movie I'm looking forward to this year is Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, nice, I well done. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Wow. I have well, you know DiCaprio and Ed Norton and Matt Damon, and even throwing the Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the late Heath Ledger. I think they're they're the creams of the crop when it comes to acting. Uh, for Seymour Hoffman, PSH. Well, yep. he's dead. So. Um, Early word from comicbook.com today is that Phoenix... You're a nerd. <laughs> That's the early word? Is that <laughs> Phoenix is said to have crushed this performance. Oh, great. Director, I bet it's going to be his own. I bet it will yes. not. And this is the guy... Didn't Todd, this is Todd, Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, right? who is going to... For a character trip. study, who did Old School in The Hangover Hang- and the very underrated yeah, Hang- yeah. Starsky and Hutch, which is Love a very movie. funny movie. Underrated comedy. Do yes. it. Do it. Phoenix oh is calling it a of an independent independent character study than a superhero movie, but can anyone top Heath Ledger's Joker? Jared Leto couldn't. Can can Joaquin Phoenix? I ever tell you how I got all these scars? Who can do that? Who can? You know, what was on the other night was underrated film Joaquin Phoenix Inherent Vice. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen it. Was that? I never saw that. Better and better the more you watch it. It's PTA. It uh, no, it's bizarre. It's trippy. It's a '70s film. Yeah, it's like a '70s art film in modern day. And oh, I was watching it. It's one of those performances you go. Literally, only Joaquin Phoenix can pull this off in this right. day and age. He's the only one. But He's the only one. You're the comic book guy. If you, yeah, o- original Joker. Yes. Yeah, so, so go. Well, so what you should do for this to get yourself ready for this movie. Uh, is the novel by Brian Azzarello and Lee uh, Bermijo. Uh, I'm probably butchering his name. Um, it's one of the great graphic novels. Um, What's it called? Uh, out of Batman. It's called Joker. Just called Joker. Yeah, okay. so and they're supposedly basing a lot of this type of realism. It talks about it's like the Joker in his early days when he's like a crime boss, kind of uh, taking out the other crime bosses to really you know, galvanize. A, a tragic the, flood. The, the, this, who becomes the standalone movie. Exactly. Well, so no, this is not, it's not so much like Alan Moore's a Killing, Killing joke, joke, where you see a little bit of Batman story you learn who this guy kind of where he came from this is more like joker's already in power but you get to see the kind of cruel inner, inner city stuff that he would deal with to become the big crime boss of so God. behind yeah. behind the scenes he's a failed stand-up the comic. Is fantastic he's a failed stand-up comic trying to support his family of course he, is. he according to the to the behind the scenes footage i've seen 
uh, Bruce Wayne's father is portrayed as a villain. Thomas Wayne, Thomas is, Wayne is running right, for yeah. mayor. Right. Uh, it, it it looks super late seventies, early eighties. The Warriors type dirty, feel. Right. dirty oh, New York. And yeah. it, it, it's just going to be Joaquin Phoenix in makeup, freaking people to fuck yeah, up. Early screen it. tests and videos that's coming out. When does that come out? Fantastic. October 2019. Ooh, right around Halloween. Yeah. Love it. Uh, all right, so uh, Maddie, you want to go with your first? Yeah. Uh... I'm going to start obscure and go more populist as we go. Um, this is one I've been had my eyes on for years, as you know, uh, Nick. I, you know, say what you want about him personally, but I love Mel Gibson. I'm a sucker for him. Say what you. I love Mel Gibson. I know. You know, people get mad. He's divisive. Ah, please. But uh, get over yourselves. He's got a movie that I I read about in the trades like 10 years ago. It's called The Professor and the Madman. It's based on a novel. It's a true story um, about a professor. Nick, actually, this film Mm -hmm. is right up your alley other than it's probably darker elements. But it's about a professor who began compiling the Oxford English Dictionary, building building the first dictionary. I know you love words. He was submitted over 10,000 entries from a man who was in an asylum for the criminally insane, played by Mel Gibson, Mm -hmm. shot in Ireland. There was controversy. This movie, Mel's been developing this novel into a screenplay for over 20 years. Wow. There was a lawsuit because Mel Gibson wanted final cut approval and Icon, his production company, sued the production company, went to Superior Court. It's, it's, I'm reading about it in the trades for years. It's finally coming out. Here's your cast. Mel Gibson as the guy, Sean Penn as the guy compiling the Oof. dictionary. I cannot wait for this movie. It's like a true story uh, and I just, I can't get enough of this. Wow. I cannot wait. Pop, Gibson, in, Penn, in. bring it. In. In Ireland. In. It's going to be all dark and up and an Irish and drunken and annoying. It's probably going to be a, com- a rom com by the time it's said and done uh, because of the lawsuit. No, but I just, I, I just love how he makes movies. He was actually the director. At a first. Hell, he's a hell of a filmmaker. Would say what Incredible you want to about him personally or as an actor. And f- I mean, he 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 stepped away as director because I believe, if I remember correctly, because of this lawsuit, and he hired his his buddy who wrote Apocalypto with him to direct it. Oh, okay. so I just think it's going to be like serious-minded. Sean Penn was very selective because he was retiring from acting as he announced later. We didn't know it at the time. Right. Very selective about what films he would agree to do and he agreed to do this, which tells me mm. it's going to be intense and badass. I just can't wait to see these two titan alpha males go at it on screen. Oh, fantastic. That sounded that. like a gay yeah. porno when, I didn't wow. mean that. Did you already say when it's going to come out? <laughs> I don't... It's coming out. It's a good question. Let me 2020. check. 2020. Yep. Let me Google that. All right, so coming out this year, though. All right, so we'll look forward uh, to it. 2019 when? Uh, you want to get yours yeah, we'll, we'll prepped up? I'll yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, no, just, no, just have dead air while I Google it. Yeah, let's just wait. We do this on the radio all the time. People love it. People say all the time, my favorite segment is when it, it sounds like... You know like, what? You wouldn't change the channel if you want to know the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll come back because we're going to do some commercials. Do you dare enter Monsterland? You may not know that some 50 miles west of Boston sits what may be one of the most diverse and comprehensive paranormal locations in the world. If you listen to the Monsterland podcast, the secrets will be revealed to you. I'm Maddie Blake, actor, TV host, and believer, and I'm fortunate to be co-hosting the show with the author of the book known as Monsterland, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thanks, Maddie. Well, you said it. We're practically next door to the Lemster State Forest, a place that's had a decades-long list of strange phenomena, including UFOs, paranormal activity, Bigfoot, strange sightings, occult, and military activity. Absolutely. And Ronnie, on the Monsterland podcast, we'll be joined by a murderer's row of experts from all over the world to finally figure out if these claims belong in the myth or Monsterland files. So make sure you listen, binge, and believe as each chapter of our mysterious journey unfolds. You can find the Monsterland podcast on pod617.com, the mighty pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Join the passionate fans who we're already hearing from. See you soon in Monsterland. Uh, for me, my first thing, I'm actually super excited for WrestleMania 35. Yeah, of course so, you are. Yeah, of course I am. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Um, obviously, That's as, how Buck and I started Buck, who's, together. Right. Who's, who's on top? And like, I don't know who runs WWE right now. Like, Who are the big stars? Well, so this is what's so exciting about it for me. First of all, because it's in New York, it's at MetLife Stadium, it's going to be uh, 70,000, 80,000 plus. Good. I like it when bananas. they have it at the giant. Like, yeah. Pontiac so, Silverdome, WrestleMania 3, one of the greatest well, things ever. This will give you an idea of why I'm so excited. The last last WrestleMania I went to was at the Hartford Civic Center with about 11,000 people right. at the right. low point, really the low point in the history of Vince McMahon's WWE. 
Uh, this is going to be a monster show. Hulk Hogan has returned to the good graces of the WWE and the WWE Hall of Fame. Maddie's buddy. He's already announced he'll be there. Uh, this could be Ric Flair's last appearance uh, for uh, at a WrestleMania because his health has not been great. You may have returns by guys like Steve Austin, The Rock. There's a rumored Undertaker Shawn Michaels match after what they did at the greatest. Yeah. Uh, the greatest was it? Oh, the greatest Bro- so Brock Lesnar is still around. Overseas. Brock Lesnar is going to be there. AJ Styles, who is pretty much the Ric Flair of this generation, yeah. will obviously have a big a big moment maybe against Daniel Bryan or. Uh, and then you have the women's division with Ronda Rousey being huge and yeah, Charlotte Flair. She, 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 she's the champ she, now. Yeah, okay, she is. So okay. for me, I mean, and my I have fourteen year old and eleven year old sons that I'm bringing with me. I mean, this that's, is it, 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 I can't be more excited for anything else. That's right now great, than, than that's And that, that's awesome. the first weekend of uh, April. And you get to take them there and say, "Hey, kids, uh, this is where the Patriots beat the Jets every year." That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the stadium itself. No, it's stadium. terrible. It's a big, it's a big uh, monument to concrete. But uh, it will be a lot of fun. And there's, it's a whole weekend extravaganza. Yeah. As a kid who was taken to um, the, what do you call it, Royal Rumble? Yeah. As sure. I called the 21 man over the yeah, top rope match. As it, it was tw- billed, you can look it up. They fight me on this. 21 man over the top match. Yeah. Oh, you the, 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 It was a double bill. Okay. Um, Hulkster, Iron Sheik, and then it was a 21 man over the top rope match. Yeah. And uh, Boston, the old garden. My dad, yeah. uh, you know who won it? Andre. It's funny you mentioned the old Royal. Boston garden because it still smells like that in here, thanks to George's butthole. <laughs> I can just tell you this, Buck, as a probably 10 year old who was taken yeah. out by his old man, your kids will never forget this. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's I, I, I've spoken fondly on BS 101, our podcast on the WAF network, and uh, maybe even here before or not. I can't remember about how not only my dad taking me to wrestling at the old Boston garden. Uh, you know when my parents were separated and I would only see my dad like on Saturdays uh, he would take me to that once a month and I would look forward to that more than I could even speak and how going to the first Wrestlemania at the Plymouth Memorial Coliseum to see Wrestlemania on closed cap on a giant television right. basically projected on <laughs> I thought my god like how does it get any greater than this? Right. So f- your, for your kids now to yeah. connect generationally, that that's going to be yeah. the best. Yeah. Cool. Buck and I started together on a podcast. Uh, WrestleCast. At, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hot tag. Oh, you guys w- met on uh, that's how we Wrestler. Met. It was the Tinder of wrestling that's fans. That's right, yeah. <laughs> No, Nick, we did a lot of great content there, so thanks. And, and some full Nelsons. Hmm. Nah. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, Nick, what else What else you got, buddy? Uh, Television-wise, I'm going to stay on TV. Uh, I'm going to go with premiering in just a few weeks on the home box office. Uh, I know everyone is looking forward to the most watched television show in the world, the final season of Game of Thrones. Of course, I, that's, yeah. that's easy. Uh, Big Little Lies season two should be interesting. I just finished uh, post-haste uh, the first season, and I enjoyed that very much. But I don't think outside... I think my second favorite TV show of this decade is... Uh, number one is Breaking Bad, and number two is the first season of True Detective. Oh, I don't think... So good. Nothing... So good, ca- yeah. Nothing... When True Detective... As a matter of fact, though Breaking Bad was my favorite show overall, when True Detective, over the first four episodes hit its highest notes, I don't ever remember being so compelled. Right. The scenes where Matthew McConaughey was tearing up or cutting up the Lone Star cans, talking, and they were out in the field looking for the Yellow King. Oh, shit. And... Uh, the I still think one of the it five most. Him in the mask walking yep. across the. Oh, oh, oh God! Yeah, really? The really creeps good. That's and, a top five. and the the one of the five most underrated actors of all time, Woody Harrelson, doing his work oh, both in the with the girl. What's that? Agreed. Woody yeah. Harrelson. Oh, the Nick Pizzolatto. Can, he doesn't have Carrie Fukunaga back, who went on to that weird show on Netflix with Jonah Hill and. He's doing season three. It's uh, the lead actor. Wasn't it that show? Uh, was it called Science or whatever? The, the show that's on Netflix now. Science or whatever. Carrie Fukunaga did it with... Uh, uh, he directed season one. Uh, it's with uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, they're one of the Hills, Laboratory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Pizzolatto took his time putting this one together. And the lead actor is Mahershala Ali, who Ooh. we love as Remy from... He's so interesting. House of Cards. He was so freaking good in Midnight. I mean, Moonlight. He made He won a Golden oh, Globe. He's in Green Book now and is supposed to just uh, crush that, what, too. Apparently, uh, this one, all the reviews have said the same thing. Book, it's uh, atmospheric. It goes back to the formula that worked the first time, but they didn't ape the formula note for note or, or line by line from season one. Still letting it breathe on its own. 
I think it's gonna be it's gonna be give me seventy five percent of the returns on season one of True Detective yeah. and I'll be happy. Are we excited though for I mean you have another yeah are we excited at all for Game of Thrones the next season of Game of Thrones? I feel like I was so disappointed with last season. I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm excited for it just to get it over with. But I'm just not. I'm. I'll be honest. I watched very underwhelmed. I watched it because of our radio show. Yeah, I'm with you. And I just Buck. never caught the magic of it. I, as soon as people start flying on dragons, I'm kind of. But I enjoyed it. I mean, there were times I enjoyed it. But you know where it lost me when people came back to life. When Jon Snow came right. back to life. Yeah, that was just that seemed like lazy writing. I was like, come on. Yeah. So there's no rules. Are there rules or there yeah. no rules? Like right. whatever. The last season I was very, very disappointed in. I felt like you, you you went, what, five or six seasons where people couldn't seem to get from one place to another uh, from episode one to the final year. And and yet they're they're like on the other side of the map and they're there the next episode. Like, oh, uh, I heard you called. Like I here I, I am. love <laughs> I love the, the <laughs> true detective call, Nick. I love I used to have a term I use all the time called uh, train shame. Mm-hmm. It was things I because I it makes more sense in New York City. Right, I was watching your laptop. Yeah, exactly. And there were a couple times where I was either laughing so hard or started crying. And that finale of True Detective when he wheels him outside, I, I was like People relaxed. And critics were so harsh on that oh, finale. Ridiculous. I loved it, dude. I, loved you it. You talk about a gut punch. I was like, oh, what a cool way to end the show. They're friends in the hospital, and he wheels him out. I'm like, when are the credits going to roll? And I was like, I remember gathering stuff up on the train, like we're about to get off, and he goes on that monologue and starts weeping, and I was uncontrollably yeah. sobbing. Like, I couldn't... It, that, that, it was... No, I, th- oh I, thought, I thought it was beautiful. People were like, oh. oh, man, I thought this was going to be about the Yellow King and creepy other right. elements and why, right. man, why man is so twisted. It's like, no, actually, this is just all about mortality. Toy Story 4. Oh, no one's going to call me a pussy. Awesome. That's... No, I'm, I'm just waiting for you to be done. Uh, like... Hot take. Of every trilogy ever made that I've seen, sorry, Godfather, Toy Story 3 had the perfect ending. So many feelings. And I was skeptical that the Pixar crew would, wouldn't be able to top it until I read this. Nick and I were just talking about it. I am it. so He's a skeptical. Nervous. They ended it perfectly with Andy's toys being yeah, passed uh, on. Right. Wait, why, why go back? Why, why go back? Wait, wait. Tim Allen said the film story was so emotional that he couldn't even get through the last scene in, C- in Toy Story 4. What's he going to do? Come Wait, on and be like, similar- Tom I Hanks for a cash grab. This script sucks. Tom right. Hanks said that this film's ending scene is a moment in cinema history. If they're involved with it, it, them being involved with it, I think speaks volumes because Tom Hanks doesn't need the money. He wouldn't Maybe Tim Allen Neither does. of them were contractually obligated to come back. Right, and I think just the fact that they did it might tell you something that it, it might... Has there ever been a... Plus, uh, we'll get a chance to see that toy's tits. Has, has, there, ever been, <laughs> has there ever been an adult version of this, the adult toy story? Like, <laughs> see, there you go. The, the, the teaser is adorable. It has our favorite characters holding hands in a slow motion circle with the cover of Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now, underscoring mm-hmm. it, and introduces us to a new character named Forky. Yeah, what is this? What is this? A what homemade toy suffering from a crisis. Key and Peel are playing a pair of cheap carnival toys, okay. which is fantastic. And for Nick, Keanu Reeves is voicing an unknown character at this moment. Oh my God! Oh, you know what? Take yeah. all my money. I'm going to see. It. I can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know what? The great With thing is kids. how much I talk about how much I talk about loving a chance to be able to go see a movie. And enjoy it on my level, and then have the kids enjoy it on their level too, like I did recently with Ralph Breaks the Internet. I cannot wait because now I can look forward to a movie I'll probably look want to see the most, like Incredibles two last summer. This is number one on my must see movie list this summer, and, and it'll and be for the kids. You too. guys are disappointed in the way three ended, right? Uh, no, saying, love. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. I, I, no, I was disappointed. Like you don't need to go back to the well. Leave it. Yeah, Leave it, it alone. Okay, it was it. so oh, perfect. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 3 had a perfect ending. Perfect yeah, ending. Perfect so ending. With the greatest emotional gut punch moment, in, I think, in they movie history. four emotional gut punch. punch no, there is, there is no gut punchier moment in movies than the incinerator scene. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's life. How do you, uh, that's, no, no. So that's, long, partner? Not even, no, dude, that's uh, life. Yeah, I know. You're holding your friend's hand. We all know we're going to die. You're gonna and they're die. Hold, you're holding your friend's hand, and at least we all go together. It, it, you could hear uh, people literally choking on so, their tears in the movie theater. So then, what, yeah, what are they doing? They, this can't right. succeed. It can't succeed. Did you hear what? The, the, did you Hanks? not hear? I Kemp's did hear. Presentation. Kemp, I did hear. Key and Peele are doing no, hilarious carnival toys. I do not know scene. how you emotionally how you top the. You know incinerator what the most scene. incredible thing is, is when you played the incinerator scene at your mother's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it must just be because there were so. You must only uh, appreciate. The place where intimate, lost honest go. moments on your own. Because if you start having them with your friends, you get uncomfortable. It's called and the place where lost things go everything. from Mary Poppins Welcome Returns. Welcome back to Funeral Cast. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! 
right. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, please. Oh, and then, save of course, us. yes. Save the us. end and see, like, George, Guys, George, let's class it up. It has so many, so many moments. Toy Story 3 is fucking right awesome. All right, let's go to my number two. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Keaton is Ken. Uh, that was a shirt <laughs> once, wasn't <laughs> it? Toy Story 3 is fucking awesome. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. <laughs> Go right now. Pod617.com backslash store. Toy Story is fucking awesome. Go back and watch Rewatch Icebreaker? No. No, the first shirt we're going to sell, go back and watch Time Cop. Time Cop. Oh, look at that. My number two is actually a great segue from scenes that devastate you in films, which one of the films that led to this finale coming in 2019 was one of those scenes is the movie Unbreakable when Bruce Willis is at the breakfast table with his child and the child realizes that he was really a hero because he sees it in the paper and they look at each other and he shushes him and the kid starts crying. Devastated by that yeah, scene. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking about Glass. Right. The upcoming payoff. Oh, that's good. The upcoming payoff to M. Night Shyamalan's brilliance, who I just continue to root for. Yes, he's had a couple stumbles, but M. Night Shyamalan at his best is one of our gift filmmakers. He's so good at what he does. I, I agree. trust him. Signs, People are so yeah. happy Dude, to... signs, Sixth Sense. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. The uh, Village. The, the but Maddie, village. The fa- underrated Village. I love the Village. <laughs> but Maddie, the fact that this that is actually going to be... This is weirdly going to tie up like a trilogy that nobody knew. Yes. It was a trilogy. Yes, brilliant. It's a long play. Freaking genius. And people don't do long plays anymore. And I, I just... I can't wait for this. Yeah, I can't no, wait to I see like how that. it pays off. I, I trust M. Night. I do... I root for this movie. I can't wait to see Glass. Oh, I like it. A, qu- a quick one. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Uh, I'm going to just mention uh, for my second one here, uh, this is something I actually got my kids for Christmas, the Oculus Go. Have you guys heard about this thing? The, the oh, videos. is that virtual porn? <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> oh, man, that's what you got, Matt Max. Uh, it's something you guys have probably seen commercials for on Facebook. <laughs> this is a virtual reality headset, Okay. That will allow you to watch live NBA action from the front row of the arena as it's happening. Wait, but so it's a video that, game? Nope. So here's what happens. The NBA or or so it's it's a Facebook device. Okay. Facebook owns the Oculus, Oculus Go. Yeah. Right? Okay. So they put a camera courtside and, no. and above the rim and a couple other places in the arena where you can watch the NBA game live okay. with your headset in your living room like you're sitting in the front row. All right. we're, we're, we are, you know who we are right now? We're, who we're, we're trending to become is the people in Wally. Wally. Yep. We're never going to leave our couches. Why would you leave your Why couch you and ever? deal with people who fart like Kippa here uh, right. when you can literally stay on your couch in your camo snuggie and watch all this stuff? Here's the other thing. Ready Except for this? This is the perfect thing for all of us. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can... Like, I call you three, and I go, hey, at 8 o'clock, let's all watch a movie together on Netflix. We put it on our Oculus Goes, and we're in a virtual movie theater, oh. the four of us. Okay, oh. no, that's awesome. Oh. All right, honestly, and we watch a movie together that's, that's awesome. on Netflix. That's awesome. I'm not into playing Call of Go together. I don't need to have all of us be in a Royal Rumble yeah. or whatever they call the scrum in Fortnite. Uh, what do they call Battle it? Battle Royale. Royale. Yeah. So, it's a 20 but, man over the top. But the idea that we can do <laughs> but this, this but the idea, this, like, gotta, if we're all going to watch it together, too. Think about you got a buddy in California that you don't see a lot. You get to sit with him I and watch wish a I movie could you. It's the, it's the cable guy. Remember the cable guy? Yeah. This could be a friend in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, That's they also genius. have contacts with Major League Baseball, so they're doing the same thing. You can front row at Major League Baseball games. Oh, wow. You mean Fuck, I can actually sit run? at Fenway and, and fit and not have my knees up? How much she's run? Uh, it was, I think, about one seventy-five, two hundred dollars in, in that. And what do you need with the Oculus, though? Do, what? So uh, we signed it. We signed them up. There was no like extra uh, fees you had to pay. The NBA games, you're just part of the TNT package, so you can do that for free. You can buy an NBA package, but again, I think there's blackout restrictions. And if you want to watch the Celtics, like what the hell's the point? You want to watch your hometown team, so right. Anyway, one package I want, Maddie. But Blakes. there's also WWE. You can watch wrestling from really? there. Yeah, so there's all sorts of really Why are you leaving? Bas- line they got you in there. But so <laughs> so for example, the Netflix, if we wanted to sit in the movie theater and watch Netflix, you just have to have Netflix. And you just That's sit and amazing. all watch the thing together. Oh, I'm in. Shit. Amazing. The only problem is my, you know, you could get one because I'm sure your son who's 13 would love it. Scotty, yes. your yeah. boy's almost 10 years old, but they're with a 5-year-old like they're too young they and they're only going to want to climb onto it, they'll break yeah. it. Yeah. They don't even understand it but they'd want to wear it cuz right. yeah, yeah. So my Damn. my son William has the the basically the the the, the cheaper one. My son Chad has a more expensive video game version which is video games based. Okay. But they both work the same, so, you know, now, you, I'm going to get Max that for his uh, birthday. Oh cool. So you should you should be able to spend a lot of quality time with your kids outdoors this but year. Think about this. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, right? It's only a matter of time, though, before they have a, a PGA version, 
We oh, do watch golf oh, on these things. Boner. Think about that, right? Golf boner. Uh, so very, very cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> Nick, let's go on to your uh, your all next. I mean, if yeah. this isn't the biggest no-brainer of all time. You got your next pick? Collective <laughs> oh, <yeah>. three. <laughs> the completion of the greatest movie series of all time. Episode nine. The second, no, the third trilogy. The Skywalker saga comes to an end. Of course, I'm talking about... Gone Girl Part 2. Episode 9, December 2019. Very nice. How will JJ... Here's the biggest question. It's not like, what's he going to do? What kind of action? How will Kylo Ren... Will he take over? Will we see Luke Skywalker again? In Episode 8, which JJ Abrams passed off to Ryan Johnson, who's a true kind of auteur, who makes his own movies and put his own spin on a lot of elements of the Star Wars saga, took a lot of chances, some paid off, most didn't, according to Star Wars fans, who feel as though they are entitled to the fucking Earth, the galaxy, and everything in between. Right. I don't know how everyone listening, how everyone in this room feels about The Last Jedi. Feels. Do not go back and undo everything from The Last Jedi in the name and sake and in favor of fan service just to appease everybody. If there's one or two tweaks you want to make just to try to tie these three or maybe the last six movies, even though the last six by that, I mean, you know, four through nine as opposed to like saying like one through whatever. You know what I'm talking about. A New Hope to the end of whatever this one, Untitled is going to be called. Just like live with it. You made those decisions. Live, Live with what Ryan Johnson did. Work around it. Do not be pussies and try to give in to everyone else that wants to see. I want to know. I want Ray's parents to be this. I want Snoke to be that. There were some bald ass, ballsy choices made. Snoke getting cut in half out of the blue was fucking awesome. I loved it. And I know some people didn't. I kind of loved the Force, not necessarily just being like part of like a specific legacy, that it was egalitarian, that it was something mystical that could be a part of what uh, any random person. These, these were some interesting choices made. Live with it. Give me a fun final movie. Give me a fun final movie. Give me some awesome space scenes, a couple lightsaber fights, and we can all walk away happy nerds. Nick and I talked about this last week. We, the Last Jedi was so polarizing that it cost uh, the Sours audience the 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 like standalone movies solo underperformed because The Last Jedi was hated by so many people and because of a poor release date it was released in right. May too quick in the, in, in the midst of Avengers and, and yeah. whatnot but 100% Nick The Force Awakens brought back the nostalgia Last Jedi was so polarizing it pissed people off what do you do with episode 9 you gotta tie it up in a bow and make right. us all happy just, yeah the, the, you gotta make everyone happy but you gotta live with the choices you yes. can't just undo it and be like that was a fever dream Right. Yeah. Like this, you this let him do Dallas, what he did. You're not in the shower. Yes. Right. Well, right. for us neophytes, this is following up on Luke Skywalker disappearing, basically, Correct. and right. all that. Okay. Be, uh, yeah, dying, yeah. basically, becoming a Force ghost. And people are like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. Not on my Force watch. Like, come on. Right. Come so on. you don't want to see come on. You know, Luke pop up suddenly. Oh, that wasn't real. He's I alive. Right. 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 It's right. A magic right. trick. Right. Or yeah. like, well, uh, like they said. For that, I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right, was a ghost who continued to yes. affect. Right. Uh, affect things moving forward, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? I really liked visually The Last Jedi. I thought artistically there was a lot of cool scenes. That red planet. Um, that the, the, scene the, with the, the salt the, and the red. Yeah. Was, right. the, the, uh, that's the, one of the most inventive scene, things I've ever seen in movies, and I'm not a Star Wars guy. The scene in Snoke's lair with just the red background. I, there was a lot of visually that I really enjoyed about yeah. it. I didn't mind. I have one freaked out. I didn't mind a lot of the, the kind of dead end choices they decided to make as far as reveals. Burning down the Jedi Temple like, whoa, that was great. That, that was a parents, weird scene. Right. Yeah. Parents, I mean, Yoda burned it down for, for Luke because Luke didn't have the guts to do it. Well, it was all, but he was telling the audience like, don't be married to all these ideas. I like, like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, Yoda said it himself, real page turners they were, you know, yeah, like right. he talks about this yeah. Jedi text. Um, yeah, listen, it's supposed to be fun. I'm going to go and watch it. I actually enjoyed Solo. I, I thought the guy who played Han Solo didn't, wasn't really Han Solo, but the guy who played Lando Calrissian. Oh, Donald Fantastic. Glover was so was, good. Was so Lando Calrissian. He made Childish Gambino is running I feel like that movie right is now. not going to age well. Which one? Solo? Solo? Yeah. Oh, no. No. Uh, all right. Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie that's come out in the past five years. 
That's a hot that's, take. Is that no? Is that the war one? Yeah, yeah. I, I've said that on the you show. Love that. I you agree. Love that. I think yeah. I enjoyed. Rogue that wasn't one, even yeah. Star Wars. That was a great war movie. That was like Bridge on the River Kwai. Right. That's a great movie. It was Absolutely. a 70s. Yeah. It was a 70s yes. war movie. Yes. It was a yes. 70s. It was a 70s movie. And the final yes. scene for the Star Wars fan to have Darth Vader to start kicking everyone's ass. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's still that's the best. Cool. That's the best. That's the best yeah. Star Wars scene outside of the outside of your all clear kid. Let's blow this thing and go home. Period. All right, Kip. What do you got for your last pick? Uh, why don't we go to uh, July 4th, 2019 and get back to the summer of 85, actually, with yes! Stranger Things, yes! Season 3. There we go. You know, uh, lots happening upside down. We got the boys and our friend Eleven back, and I'm just looking forward to seeing where they go there because the kids are all obviously growing up. The summer of 85 was one of the, the most fondest memories I've had. It was, it was a great yes! summer for me. Uh, it was a great summer to, to be a 10-year-old kid. Now uh, we're going to watch these kids go through what they go through and uh, hopefully some uh, 80s nostalgia uh, well, hopefully. to the highest degree. Yeah, I mean, like yeah the, it's coming. The sh- but I think they can improve on season. I think season two was a little too much the continuation of. Right. I feel like there were diminishing returns on Paul Reiser playing the doctor at the laboratory after like oh if you love Matthew Modine you'll also enjoy Paul Reiser there was a lot Suck of like casting. Amazon product Sean recommendation Aston? yeah Sean Aston like, was there he was good but, he, his character was completely pointless though he was just basically you, you kept thinking like is he secretly like yeah some I can't wait to when's he gonna die in episode yeah. 7, 8 or 9 yeah, yeah. Uh, David Harbour did I, I, I love the choices they made with his character yeah because obviously he lost his kid early on so now that he was the ward and watch of 11 he wasn't going to let her pass i get that there were some fun there were some really cool episodes but i feel like they didn't try to step outside the comfort zone i'm hoping they didn't that, answer what happened to barb yeah, i know exactly barb. what everyone wanted Stra- but stranger things the first season didn't it feel like that was like the last show that felt like like a, a thing like we all needed to watch or like we were well, all except talking the Sandra about Bullock thing yeah, Bird Box yeah. sucked. Bird Box sucked. Yeah, but everyone's talking like, about everyone it too. Is talking it's insane about it. how yeah, everyone's yeah, talking about Bird Box. But but Stranger Things was Netflix. Season one, it was Netflix. Yeah. It was like, uh, Netflix, oh, this is yeah. Netflix. That's like five percent of their stock. It's yeah. probably like how, how much Stranger Things buoyed them. A kid show. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, aimed at adults. It's a, but a genius kid show yeah. run Dude. by a couple early 30-somethings that worked for the guy that did A Night at the Museum. Yeah. And they got it. They got the aesthetic of what you mentioned, Kip, and that. And this is where the show's at its best, in my opinion, is that when it taps into exactly what you're talking about, that was a magic summer year being a child oh. that age in 1985. The music was goat. The oh. movies were goat. goat. Yeah. And so he taps into that. Shows at its best when that's tapping into that. It's about those kids and their relationships. Everything else is fun and exciting and monsters and all that. And, and, and it's just formulaic. But that season, I agree with you about season two. There's a lot that made me uncomfortable. Paul Reiser's character, uh, uh, Sean Astin's character. It seemed to drag at times. But that finale, again, the you theme of the show is my gut putts, punches. Right. The, the dance. Oh my god! I think I'm talking about on this podcast the music they chose. It's great. You know they capture on a cellular level what it's like to be a kid that age in that year. I don't yeah. know how they did it, Nick, because you're right; they're younger than us. Mm-hmm. But they did it, and if they can give us a percentage of that again, I'm in. Yeah, very with both cool feet. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, you got your last one. So yeah, this is gonna be a quick one too because I'm not fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rambo Five. Last Blood. Is it called Last Blood? Last Stop. How great no, is that? Not. They're calling it Last Blood. Wow. So originally this movie was supposed to be some wacky thing when he decided he was going to do a final Rambo. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was supposed to be some weird thing about him taking on... Uh, it's supposed to be he was supposed to be taking on like a uh, genetically engineered creature. Com- they were going to rip off basically do an alien thing like a predator type right, thing. Right, yeah. Thank God he scrapped that. <laughs> and they got real rootsy according to everything I've read about it in pre-production. Okay. They've gotten real grassroots. He's Rambo retired on his family ranch and if you remember he shows up at his family ranch at the end of the last Rambo and or one of the last and he you know you know he has that family ranch in like Arizona or wherever yeah. else from. So we pick up with Rambo he's retired he wants just life to be over but he's on the border. He's on the border to you, you know where. Oh no, he's gonna take on the Mexicans. <laughs> no. Taking on the Mexican drug cartels. Oh, it's timely. That's what it should be called. Rambo Five. Bad hombres. Bad hombres. I think this is gonna be. 
I mean, this is going to be, I'm sorry, it might appeal to our lower selves, but it's going to be fun. Blood wall. Got news for you. Think what you want about, you know, immigration and all that, and it's a terrible, divisive issue. But I got news for you. Drug cartels are bad. Yes. So I think we can all rejoice in a little bit of bloodlust of Rambo killing some Mexican drug cartels. Can we not? I'll go to that. All right. Rambo 5, Last Blood. And it'll be emotional for me because he's vowed it's his last Rambo, and I believe him on this one. I wouldn't believe him if he said about Rocky. But I believe this will be his last Rambo. And uh, Nick, Kip, yeah, yeah we know. Buck, we know. we've all detailed how much that franchise has meant to yeah. us. Oh, God, And yes. to see a swan song of that. I'll, I'll oh, a big... But Creed 2 didn't deliver anything that anyone wanted. So is this going to be... Are we in it because... They, they take a chance every time they try and remake But remember, a Creed's not, Creed, he's not in control of the Creeds. He directed it. Yeah, no, but he's no. not... He's he not, didn't direct Creed 2. No, he no, helped he write did. it. No, Sly no, no, didn't. no. Sly did do it. No, Sylvester, I'll no, bet well, you what's the his farm. Face no, did? no, no, no. Yeah. Ryan Coogler did Coogler, the first yeah. one. Someone else did Creed too. Steven something um, or other. So he's not fully in control of those, but I, I think this is going right. to be his swan song. He's going to do it the way he wants oh, to shit, do it. You're right, Nick. Shut up. <laughs> uh, you, you guys, anyway, you got, you guys are along uh, Howard Stern fans. Yep. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If go go back and go on YouTube, Howard comes on one morning. I was listening to it, and he just talks to Robin. He goes, "Robin, I just saw the greatest movie I ever seen in my life." She's like, "Oh, really? What was it?" He goes, "It's the Rambo, the first Rambo movie." She's like, "Really?" He first goes, blood, yeah. "It's the most damnedest thing I ever seen." He's hanging off a, <laughs> the side of a mountain, yeah. and and he's just hanging there. He's bleeding, and and he gri- grabs a rock, and Robin's like, "Okay," and he goes, "Helicopter comes." He takes down the helicopter with a rock while hanging with one hand. You go, and Robin's like, "Really?" And like, yeah. And so it just—it's one of the great YouTube. Go listen to it because it's like they, of the time. Di- but no, no, no. It's like, like oh, he had only like seen it recently. Year. Oh no. How wow. many times? He by goes, the way, Robin, greatest thing I ever saw. Here's something that movie has given us. How many times? Maybe it's just me. Have you been on a building or had occasion to be high up and wondered because of that movie right. if I jumped? And use that tree to break my fall. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. How would that? I how might would, survive. How would that go? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So I'm going to just touch on a few things here. Uh, as the uh, resident comic book guy, um, there are four uh, comic book adaptations coming to television that I'm very excited about. Uh, first one is called Deadly Class. It's an Image Comics uh, uh, comic that's going to be uh, adapted by the Russo brothers. Um, Rick uh, Remender and the Wesley Russo brothers, Craig, yeah, well, the guys behind uh, Avengers. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, they are uh, taking this and they're bringing Infinity it to War, the sci- yeah. yeah, they're bringing it to the Sci-Fi Channel. Wow. Um, it, By the way, the Russo brothers are having sex change. They're going to be known as the Russo siblings soon. Oh, the, I, <laughs> that, that that wasn't wasn't that the other one? The Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Yeah. Yes, Wachowskis. thank you. Um, yeah. Yes, we were all there for it. <laughs> it was so Dead, Deadly Class is basically an, an academy of assassins uh, yep. that that will go out and they're actually yeah. going to fight fight the little guy. To give you an idea, kind of the direction they're going, Henry Rollins is one of the teachers. Oh, really? Yes. So that should be good. Oh, Nicholas, really? Oh, he's just trying to one up Kip at this point. Did you just rip one? Friends There's, don't. Freaking push it in the other friends. See, I just did it and let it happen. Oh, yeah, guys, guys, grown adults are listening. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> Go on YouTube and listen to Eddie Murphy talking about farting in your friend's mouth. My mouth was open. My mouth was open. It was good. Uh, Umbrella Academy, a former Dark Horse comic, is coming to uh, Netflix uh, on uh, February 15th. Uh, it's a Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. Uh, comic that was uh, going to be starring Ellen Page. The idea here is it's basically six... Uh, almost they're not quite mutants, but it's that type of a type of X Men type of thing. Uh, that were part of this thing called the Umbrella Academy and Is were she trained. Kitty Pride? She's not. No, okay. she was good though. Kitty Pride. Uh, there's also the Watchmen uh, series from HBO. Season I'm going to watch the first episode, maybe two, because it's hard to just judge on the first episode. But the fact that they're taking that kind of chance with the greatest comic ever written. Knowing that there was a very literal adaptation done ten years ago, yeah, hmm. it should be interesting. It should be at least worth a watch. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Alan Moore classic, uh, Dave Gibbons classic. If you ever, haven't read it before, please go and read Watchmen. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. There's no date yet, but it's supposed to be twenty uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, and the fourth item is something I'm very excited about. I read the entire series, The Boys. Uh, this is uh, Garth Ennis, who's one of comics' uh, oh, yeah. most graphic uh, creators. Uh, co-created this with uh, Derek Robertson. Um, it's basically superheroes that were kind of designed 
by governments to make people feel safer, but really they're just a bunch of fuck-ups. And the boys are also super genetic people that are designed to basically keep a keep a lid on them right. so that they don't get too out of control. Um, it's some great, great work. Uh, if you watch the trailer, Elizabeth Shue is one of the government people basically introducing you to Ooh, the Seven. Allie with an eye. That's right. The, it, she introduces you to the Seven, who are the super... The, it's basically the Justice League. Um, and it's they, you know, they're literal takeoffs of the Justice League. Um but to give you an idea, they had an offshoot comic of this called Herogasm, where the seven and the other heroes basically just go and, you know, <laughs> do coke and fuck for an entire weekend. It's fantastic. So uh, check out The Boys. That'll be coming on uh, Amazon Prime, actually. Uh, I'm oh, very, very excited about this because if they do it right, this could be really, really fun. And I think we've reached peak superhero, if not surpassed or gone well over peak superhero. So to see some more boutique efforts made on behalf of comic books and graphic yeah. novels would be kind of nice this year. Yeah, Buck, way to way to keep the energy up by ending with four fucking obscure comic book references for uh, nerds. Thanks. Um, great, sorry. great job. Birds of Prey is that coming out this year? Uh, I believe it is, but it, it was at CW. Uh, oh, sorry. Last <laughs> question. <laughs> Hot, hot chicks in, in costumes. Last quick question, because I know we got to wrap it. Avengers. Um, yeah, what's everyone's interest in Avengers Endgame? Off the I know oh, that it's, obviously, so is it? I'm so excited. Of course, you, yeah. I am, too, because I thought Infinity War, as I detailed here before, was far surpassed any expectations I had. And when I didn't want to see it, because I knew the negative matter it dealt with, that being, of course, losing lots of your favorite superheroes, it was pretty impressive. That was a that was a layered and textured movie like I had not seen. It's going to be very interesting impressive. to see how they uh, wrap Captain Marvel into this. They, the um, the, the uh, trailer is really unbelievable with the return of Paul Rudd's Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, they said the Russo brothers said you've only seen. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Sorry. You've only seen uh, the trail. The first trailer is based off the first twenty minutes of the movie. That's it. Yeah. It looks, so we, yeah, the whole scene with Iron Man where he's basically they've run out of oh, Hawkeye yeah, is returning. Hawkeye returns as Ronan. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, Maddie's excited to see a Hawkeye. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, it, let's wrap it up. Rambo's coming in. Anything from uh, anything from butt pie salute? Anything uh, that we should worry about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Cobra Kai season two, 2019. Yeah, That's right. yes, there we go. Exciting. All right, that'll be exciting. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap. Do you want to mention anything else? Anybody nope. else? All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Nick, where can you find us? At Fitzy GFY for all my patriots and sports action. At the Maddie Blake if you want to find out when the next episode of Yeti's Tackle Monster. Yeah. Yeti's in Canada, aka the Curse of Oak Island. George is at the other Pats fan. And, and of course, in the bathroom after this because I shit myself. Why did Kip want to let everyone know you can find him? This has been the final Shawshank (laughs) podcast. Season two was abbreviated, uh, but it was a great time. I have no idea why we came back. I really don't. Thanks, everybody. This is wow. All right, guys. uh, Until next time, you have been Shawshank. Love you, Jerry. Shawshank. Shawshanked.